0: back to Show Talk, the place where I talk, you talk, and we talk about shows. I can't believe you've made it back to another episode, but we're glad you're here. Today, we will be going over episode 5 of The Magicians, Mendings, Major, and Minor. And there's a lot that's going on this episode. There's a lot that's happening with multiple characters, with Penny, with Quentin, with Julia with Alice. There's just a lot that went down this episode that just tugged at my heartstrings for every character, minus Julia. Uh, you know what? I, I felt some things for her this episode. So I think we're going to make it a little bit more organized. Uh, at least I think make it a little bit more organized and instead break down everything that happened for each character leading up to the end. Um, that way, We know exactly what happened for them and how that affected the group as a whole, and we'll just go from there. But as always, we're going to start off with a quick recap of what happened in Episode 4, The World in the Walls. And if you are wondering, in case anyone is, I... Was able to calm down just a little bit after episode four, but if I seem a little on edge with this recap. Don't blame me, okay? A lot happened. My feelings were hurt. I felt betrayed, but I was the only one who felt betrayed because the last time we saw Quentin, episode four, he was just escaping the Mind Palace prison that his friend Julia and non-friend Marina put him in as a case of revenge, as well as a plot to get Marina's memories back from Breakbills. I mean, that was a surprise. Marina was from Breakbills. And now she's even more powerful, seeing as she has gotten every memory that was erased from her when she got kicked out a few years back. Julia is also no longer a hedge witch, seeing as she has betrayed Marina in going to Dean Fogg in efforts to save Quentin because she, he almost died from what she did. Just, just saying. Marina has casted her out and removed all the spells that she has learned and that's how we ended off episode four. Honestly, a lot of betrayal, a lot of self-reflection with Quentin and I feel like that's a, a good start into episode five let's let's break it down with with Julia, right off the bat. Everything that's been going on with her uh, since she's been cut off. Clearly, it's been affecting her a lot harder than we thought because she is going through all the lights to get magic back. She has, been going through Google back again, her best friend trying to look for more spells that she could do on her own now that she no longer has access to information, which turns out to be a lot more dangerous uh, than she thought. And even with Pete able to direct her to other hedge witches that might have more information, it's not enough. She's been too close to Marina this entire time learning what she's taught her to except the scraps that other hedge witches have gotten. And honestly, at this point, though, beggars can't be choosers, but Julia's not giving up. She even goes to the point of cheating on James with Pete for more information. And in the end, it just ends up backfiring on her because she threatens to tell James information about witches, information about magic in general, and in order to protect her and honestly to knock her off her high horse tells Marina exactly what Julia plans to do and Marina ends up erasing Julia from James completely he doesn't even know who she is now and that I'm not gonna lie that I felt bad for Julia for because here is James a guy that she's been dating for who knows how long who she probably thought she had a future with to the point that she's been holding on to both James and magic or at least trying to and now she has neither. She has neither James. She has no magic and she's all alone. And Marina was right in that she was going to feel the effects of really betraying her and it's starting to show. But still after episode four No prayers for Julia, but I will give you guys a moment of silence if you want to toss up your prayers for Julia now. It's the time. Okay, moving on, we have Penny. A lot has been going on with Penny uh, this episode. Like we said a couple episodes ago, he's developing his magic a lot more. We found out that he's not only a psychic, but he's also a traveler. One of the rarest travelers in this generation. It's time he learns to Control it, but luckily, currently at Bake Bills is it's mentor season, it's when all of the famous past magicians come to Break Bills to see if they can find themselves a prodigy. Think of it as internships. And luckily for Petty, there's a traveler on the market looking for Luke Skywalker to his Yoda. Is that, is that the reference? I think that's the reference. I've only watched Star Wars a couple times. Star Wars? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, um, so he tries to warn Penny of the problems that being a traveler can cause. He doesn't think just because it's a rare quirk or power that it's something great. He actually thinks being a traveler is a burden. I mean, he lost his foot to being traveled or transported onto mount everest i mean i thought dean fogg was joking about like jumping into a volcano but there's some truth into that and Penny should be worried so staley also warns him that the best way to control this is to get a astral projection tattoo that way he'll be able to project his thoughts his his physical body will stay in one location but his mind can go into another that way it's safer for him And Penny does try this out on this episode, which was pretty cool to see. And it's all because of this voice, this one voice that's constantly been calling out to Penny. We've heard it in last week's episode where this girl was screaming for help and it just seems to continue and continue on. And finally, Penny decides that he's going to try to track this voice and help her. And we have confirmation, we have confirmation, we have confirmation! <laughs> Fillory is real, y'all, and if you don't believe it, you need to go back and check to where Penny just astral projected. Because we he jumps, and... He thinks no one can see him because he's able to walk through walls and everything's all good and Gucci. And he finds this girl, who apparently is the one that's been calling in his head for the past, who knows how long, chained up to a dungeon. Now that's some Fifty Shades kind of mess that we do not approve without consent. Because it turns out the person that's been holding this girl hostage for so long, the Beast, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that one beast that we totally forgot about, like, two episodes ago, who murdered everyone. Yeah, he's been holding someone captive for, like, who knows how long, and apparently she's been screaming for Penny. Complicated. So, apparently the beast is also able to see Penny, and Penny freaks out and ends up pushing himself out of the astral projection, trying to figure out who this girl is, where she's from, where is the place that he just... Astro projected to because of course he doesn't know it's fillery, but we know it's Fillory because confirmation y'all and <laughs> we find out that this girl she used to be a past student at break bills now way to come full circle because apparently she is one of the 23 lost students from the year three who have been missing with her class and apparently her name is Victoria Now, Penny, rightfully angry that he just astral projected and the beast was still able to see him, goes to talk to Stanley about what exactly went on because apparently he's not safe astral projecting if things like the demons and beasts such as himself is able to see him and Penny can't protect himself. So he goes to talk to Stanley, and it turns out Victoria, she's a past traveler too. Life ain't good for travelers. Penny should have just changed his major right then and there. If he could, he should. Because who knows what the Beast wants Victoria for or why she's been there. She's been there for years, apparently, and no one's been able to find her. We don't even know how to get to her at this point. And instead of getting advice from Stanley, Penny is told to just ignore it. Just get the astral projection tattoo, protect himself, and call it a day. Now, that's some bad advice. I mean, that mentor, at first I thought, like, okay, that's cool. We got a new character. Like, he's another traveler. But, man, his, his heart's life. If you're already telling your your prodigy or your mentee whatever to just ignore someone and help who you physically see. Who's been missing for who knows how long. I mean, life is rough, apparently, if you could just turn your back like that. It just has to be. Speaking of It's a Hard Not Life, our poor, 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 Curly Q, Quinted is going through it once again because although he just rose from the dead after his best friend tried to kill him, he's now faced with another problem, and that is his father is sick and is seriously sick to the point of no treatment is dying cancer, brain cancer. Brain cancer is no joke, you guys. And we get to see the effects that this has on the family together and specifically Quentin because we see he goes on a downward spiral just trying to figure out a way to heal his father. Now, this I really liked this scene just because the messages that were represented, such as, one, family is important. You don't turn your back on family. You can tell that Quentin and his father may have not always seen eye to eye, but now that his father is dying, this is his chance to reconcile and get the son back that he might have felt that he never had before, before he goes. And so you take on a belief that Time is precious. Don't waste it with grudges, with with people who don't care about you, with with anger, because you never know when you're going to go or when they're going to go, and it's going to be the last time that you see them. Another message that we saw in just Quinton himself is his struggles with accepting magic's limitations. He can do all these things. He can make cards fly. He can turn himself invisible. He can... Bent light, but he can't grasp the concept that there are some things magic can't fix. And this is a message that we've been pounding into our own brains these last like three episodes. Magic comes from pain. Magic has consequences, but magic can't do everything. That's a new level of what we are learning in this episode. And it, it really breaks my heart seeing him try time and time again, trying to find a way to fix his father. He tries with Cancer Puppy. He thinks he can heal him. He's, he's made his own spells and he, Cancer Puppy dies. He goes to other mentors that are doctors or have some kind of degree looking for a way to cure, just a cure. And I feel one thing that one of the mentors told him was if you think we could cure cancer wouldn't we have already and even still they they accept magic the way it is even dean fogg goes on to say well i'm summarizing here because i don't remember exactly what he said but he said something along the lines of magic can't cure everything but the good that magic can do we we give it. We use it. We take comfort in it. And that should be enough, honestly. And I know it doesn't feel like it is enough. But there's nothing Quentin can really do about it. And that's the sad part. But it's it's also life. There's so much technology that we're... Were given and so much ways to expand our knowledge. If you can go to school, go to school. If you can teach, teach. And yet we know that at the end of the day, there are still problems going on thousands of miles from us, next door from us. And We can try as much as we like, but all we can do is make it a little bit better. We can make our world a little bit better. We can make our minds a little bit better in helping those around us and appreciating everything that is around us. And that's why I love this show. Honestly, gosh, it just gives so many good messages that, like, I didn't realize the first time I watched this show the importance that it has in the messages that it's relaying. It's more than magic. It's more than five plus kids going on adventures. It's, it's learning about life and growing up and moving on in the world from start to finish and the choices that you make in between. And one choice that Quentin actually decides to make is to tell his father about magic. Now that is pretty big, especially because we have just talked about the consequences Julia went through for almost telling James about magic. She had her whole entire life with James erased by Marina in order to quote unquote protect him. Now, Quentin goes on to tell his father about magic just to, I guess, bond with him in his last days to get him to understand a little bit more, to to try to be closer to his father, all in all. But we don't know the dangers that that could cause now that he does know magic. Is he going to resent Quentin for not being able to save him? And honestly, not to be bleak, but does it even matter if he's dying? I'm just throwing it out there because that's just the way my brain works. But it's a whole it's a whole other side of the coin to to what's happening to Julia and what's happening to Quentin. Yes, they're in different circumstances. Julia wanting to tell James to one, be closer to him, but also to one up Marina and get her magic back by threatening to out hedge witches. And then Quentin who tells his father in a way to connect with him more and truly be transparent into who he is and what magic is to him now. So that's just a couple of things to take in mind, to think about when you're looking at this episode and reevaluating what exactly went on with everyone, with this episode in general. What did you guys think? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Was it slow paced compared to the last couple episodes that have just been very amped up with everything that's been going on? Or did you appreciate some of the messages that it threw out like I did and liked seeing some of the main characters like Penny come out a little bit more uh, as this show progress? I I appreciate it. I like like seeing Penny evolve into who he is as a character. Um, Honorable mention, I liked... That Alice might be coming back. I mean, sure, I've had a couple problems with her because she's being that classic white chick that's going to get all killed. But um, she, I think, is going to hold a very important role in keeping this group together, especially because she has been there for Quinton um, really well this episode. And. Even though she has her own problems, letting him know that she's there for him to help him in the fact that his father might be dying and everything that's going on with it. What did you guys think of the messages about magic? Uh, Did you feel for Quinton and everything that's going on with him? If you were in his place, would you... Renounce magic altogether because it's not able to help you. I mean, at one point we thought Quentin was. He was done. He he knew that magic couldn't do anything for him the way he needed it to and he couldn't see the purpose of it anymore. Favorite scenes? Mine would be the Welchers game. It's probably my favorite scene of this entire season. I don't know why, it's just a, a scene that's always come back to me when I think about season one. I don't know if it's the outfits, I don't know if it's the magic, but I think I like it so much just because Quentin expressed the amount of power that he holds. Um, I feel that as we move on in the season, we get caught up in a lot of the characters and there's a lot to go over with each one of them and what they're going through personally that Quinton, although he seemed to be the main character at the beginning of the season, is slowly getting meshed with everyone else. So anytime um, Quinton has a moment to shine, I kind of fangirl a little bit. So when he used the little wormhole during the Welters game, I was actually very proud of him, and it's my favorite scene to re-watch over and over again. Just seeing the amount of power that he holds especially as an undetermined magician, um, I wonder if we're going to flush that out even more. Like, how much power can he tap into? And he's just grown so much from the depressed, anxiety-ridden student of Yale to break bills that just ah I can't okay so anyway if you liked this episode if you like me like always share this with your friends share this with your family share this all over the place but as always keep talking